the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, let's get it on. It's 10.06. I'm Mike Boyle. This is The Restaurant Show on News Talk 710, KNUS in Denver, and doing a simulcast in Colorado Springs on AM 1460 and FM 101.1, The Answer. It is Sunday, April 24th. Happy to have you with me. You know what the headline is? You know, we just got done doing the news. You know what the headline is? In the Wall Street Journal, when my news came up today on my phone, and it says April 24th, it says Zelensky, he of course being the president of the Ukraine, awaits Easter visit from top U.S. officials. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin are due in Ukraine on Sunday. Is there something I'm missing here? Or is this administration so far behind, so out of touch, that they think that today is an Easter visit? Oh, well. Anyway, you know what? I hope you had a nice Easter a week ago today. I had a wonderful day. I got up and I went to Easter sunrise service at Emmaus Anglican Church in Castle Rock, where I stopped by periodically. Wonderful people over there. And then came back cleaned up a little bit and washed my face, brushed my teeth after the service and went up to the View House restaurant in Centennial. I was talking about this yesterday. They did over 2,000 brunches. Now, you know, it's it's difficult to hear 2,000 brunches without some sort of frame of reference, but they were sold out over two weeks in advance. They cut it off at 2,000. And they have almost 2,000 reservations for May 8th, two weeks from today, when it is three weeks from today, when it is Mother's Day. Um, Colorado Springs, your view house was every bit as busy, about 2,000 reservations. They are almost sold out for Mother's Day. So maybe that gives you a frame of reference, but it was busy, busy, busy beautiful buffet. I posted some pictures on my Facebook, facebook.com slash Mike Boyle restaurant show. Then I went to the Shake Shack in Castle Rock. I had never been to one, and we've got five of them in the Denver metro area. We've got none of them in Colorado Springs right now, but they are apparently on the way. So I'll tell you a little bit about that. We're going to talk to an author this hour. Um, You know, it was an interesting book. Two months ago, I had never heard of a guy named Tom Grace, and now I will have him on for the second time in that two months. Uh, I found one of his books at the station in Colorado Springs, and it's a novel. It's a Nolan Kilkenny thriller, number seven in the series. I picked it up. I took it to Mexico when I took a group of listeners down there in February. I enjoyed it, gave it away, came back, called Tom, got him on the air. And he suggested another book of his that was not in the Nolan Kilkenny series, a standalone book called Liberty Intrigue. And I read it. Um, It took a while to get it from the library. The library had to get it in an interlibrary exchange. 
It came out about 2012, but we're going to talk with him about that today here in the first hour. In the second hour, we're going to talk with Jose Espinosa from Trestles Coastal Cuisine because I have got an event coming up there on Thursday. We're going to tell you about that. And I think we'll give away a gift certificate to Trestles Coastal Cuisine. So all that coming up on the restaurant show. All right, 13 minutes after 10 o'clock here on the restaurant show. Happy to have you with me. Uh, I told you that Zelensky, the president of the Ukraine, is awaiting an Easter visit from top U.S. officials. Hmm. All right, so a guy goes into a bar in Berwick, Louisiana, where there's a robot bartender. The robot says, what do you have? The guy says, whiskey. The robot brings back his drink and says to the man, what's your IQ? The guy says, 168. The robot then proceeds to talk about physics, space exploration, and medical technology. The guy leaves, but he is curious, so he goes back into the bar. The robot bartender says, what do you have? And the guy says, whiskey. Again, the robot brings the man his drink and says, what's your IQ? The guy says, 100. Went from 168 to 100. The robot then starts to talk about NASCAR, beer, the Saints, and LSU football. The guy leaves but finds this very interesting. So he thinks he will try it one more time. He goes back into the bar. The robot says, what do you have? The guy says, whiskey. The robot brings him his whiskey. And then the robot says, what's your IQ? And the guy says, uh, about 50. The robot leans in real close and says, so, you people still happy with Biden? <laughs> oh, come on, that's cute. 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. Um, I told you that about a week, week and a half ago, I took a drive up to Fort Morgan. I just wanted to take a little drive. I was even thinking about going on a little bit farther, but got up there, visited a couple friends that uh, have a uh, coffee kiosk, and um, they have traveled with us in the past. And somewhere in the course of having lunch, the lady said, have you tried Christensen Ranch Meats? And I said, no, I'm not really familiar with them. So she and her husband sent me a box of Steaks, fillets, sirloins. They sent me hamburgers. They sent me bacon that I'm going to whip up for Bailey the Mexican street dog. And I had a couple fillets this week, and man, they were really, really good. You can look it up at Christensen. It's Christ E N S E N Christensen Ranch dot com, and you can order online. But last night, I was sitting around after I got off the air at 5 o'clock. Of course, I did the, Den the Denver show from 3 to 5, but I did the Colorado Springs morning show from 10 to 1. And I said, you know, I'm going to stay in, and I'm going to maybe watch a couple of episodes of the Netflix Better Call Saul. Uh, I'm in season four about halfway through it. I'm enjoying it. You know, it's kind of a spinoff from that miniseries Breaking Bad. I liked Breaking Bad. It maybe went on a year too long for me, but... Anyway, when I start these things, I like to finish them. I like to make sure that I kind of watch them, just like picking up a book. You finish a book because you don't want 
you know, first of all, it's a commitment. And second of all, you want to make sure you didn't miss something. So I thought I was going to sit around. I didn't know what I was going to do for dinner. And I looked up in the cupboard and I had a box of hamburger helper. Now, I know that some of you out there may be cringing that the restaurant show guy, the expert on all things dining, tongue-in-cheek here, folks, is having hamburger helper. I had lunch this week at the Black Eyed Pea over in Inglewood with uh, Ed Wilkes, the webmaster for the shows. And we were talking, and every once in a while, Hamburger Helper does a great job. And every once in a while, you say to yourself, you know what, I think I'm just going to whip up something easy. So I took one of the hamburger patties from Christensen Ranch, and I did a Hamburger Helper meal last night. And I'm going to tell you something. It was really good. I made myself a nice salad. I sprinkled on some jalapeno chips, not the jalapeno chips you get when you go to a sandwich shop. Whether you go to Jersey Mike's, whether you go to Jimmy John's, whether you go to uh, uh, Capolini's, you know, they've always got bags of the jalapeno chips, generally out of Boulder. But this lady, a listener, she found a bag of jalapeno chips that you kind of sprinkle on stuff and i use it to sprinkle it on a salad i had a listener turn me on to putting jalapenos on my regular romaine salad a while back so anyway i had myself a salad i had a wonderful dressing they've got some great dressings if you go for the if you go for the little bit more expensive stuff at safeway so i had a nice salad with jalapeno a nice dressing i had hamburger helper with Kristen's ranch hamburger Washed it down with a couple of beers. I went this week to Bubbles Liquor World. And like a lot of the bigger liquor stores, they have a wide variety of craft beers. And they've got the little six-pack container, carrying container, sitting right out to the side. And they let you do a mix and match. So instead of paying eight, nine bucks for a six pack, my brand of choice is Coors Banquet. I always have Coors Banquet in my refrigerator. But you can build your own six pack. So I did that this week. And, you know, I like to just mix it up, I like to share things a little bit. I washed my meal down with a Czech. That would be from the Czech Republic, former Czechoslovakia. A Czechvar, C-Z-E-C-H-V-A-R, lager. And uh, you know what? It was just a nice meal. It was a nice, relaxing evening. I hope you had a nice, relaxing evening. If you went out, I'd love to hear from you. 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. I have tried the your qual Czech Pilsner you know, Colorado Springs, you've got a Goat Patch Brewery, which is highly recommended. They make a Czech Pilsner. They're just a little bitter for me, but it's fun to mix it up a little bit. Maybe I'll tell you about the other beers when we come back. Give me a call. Love to hear from you. 303-696-1971. All right, 24 minutes after 10 o'clock here on Sunday, April 24th, a week after our Easter And I was making fun of the Biden administration. Believe me, they are easy to make fun of. 
unfortunately, it's kind of tragic fun, tragic humor that I'm making of them. But, you know, what? one of the reasons that I listen to this show, one of the reasons I do this show, and I mean this with all the sincerity I can muster, is because I learned something. So when I said that a high-level delegation from the Biden administration is going over for Easter in the Ukraine today, I heard from Eunice, Orthodox Easter in the Ukraine is today, April 24th. Tom, Mike, I believe Eastern Orthodox Easter is today probably the norm in the Ukraine. I heard from Della. Orthodoxy for the year 2022 is celebrated, observed on Sunday, April 24th. This day celebrates the resurrection of Jesus from the dead on the third day after his crucifixion on Orthodox Good Friday. All right, so I have learned a little bit. I have shared it with you, and I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I am going to, if Eunice, Tom, and Della will, they obviously have my email, if they will send me their snail mail address, make sure I have your full name, Della, Tom, and Eunice, I will send you, probably tomorrow morning, maybe on Tuesday, a gift certificate. I'll try to find something in your geographic area, and I just want you to know that I appreciate it so much. 303-696-1971. And anybody that wants to call me today, I'm going to put in a drawing for a gift certificate for Trestles Coastal Cuisine. I'm going to be at Trestles this Thursday because I will share the flyer with you. Whether or not you get it on Facebook, whether or not you go to my website, mikeboyle.com, and click on Travel Group, you would have got it. But here's what it says. Group trip travelers get together at Trestles. A listener and someone who has traveled with restaurant show groups in the past suggested that with nicer weather and the arrival of spring, it's time to meet up, share travel adventures, conversation, adult beverages, food, and fun. Maybe discuss, plan future adventures. Save the date, Thursday, April 28th, time 3 o'clock until 6 p.m., Location, Trestles Coastal Cuisine, 880 West Happy Canyon Road, Castle Pines, 80108. Bring a friend and share this email with other travelers. Everyone who has ever traveled with a restaurant show group has wanted to or has even thought about it is welcome to join us. So, folks, that pretty much opens it up to just about all of you. You will meet wonderful people and find out how much fun these trips can be. I've even asked Warren Erfson, the official travel agent for my shows, to stop by, and he has agreed, and enjoy this opportunity to say hello. Enjoy happy hour pricing on drinks and tapas. Stop by for a few minutes or stay for a while. Reservations are not required, but that will be coming up this Thursday at Trestles Coastal Cuisine. And if you give me a call, maybe you might win a gift certificate, and you might say, well, I think I'll go to that. I'll find out a little bit about travel. It's not going to be theater style. It's not going to be lectures. Nobody's going to try to sell you a timeshare. It's going to be a stand-up in the bar. They've got bar stools. They've got high-top tables. 
but it'll be a chance. And you know what? It's supposed to be a very nice day on Thursday. Of course, the forecast can change, but it's supposed to be a very nice day. And what we will do is we'll even open some of those doors um, so people can kind of mill around out on the sidewalk right out in front. So if you think you'd like a gift certificate to Trestles, give me a call at 303-696-1971. And uh, I do want to remind Della, Tom, and Eunice that if you send me your email, I beg your pardon, your mailing address, your snail mail address, I will mail you a gift certificate. This week. We like to give away stuff on the restaurant show. Yeah, we and you know what? The restaurants that participate in the giveaways, whether it's Louis Pizza, Joyce's Pizza, whether it's the Black Hat Cattle Company up in Kittridge. I talked to Dave Rodriguez this week. He said things are just going very, very well. Whether it's Black Eyed Pea, any other restaurant that I give gift certificates to, Granelli's Pizza and Castle Rock, they love giving this stuff away. Mickey's Top Sirloin up at 70th and Broadway. So don't feel guilty about getting something from the show and hopefully going out and using it. Um, want to remind Colorado Springs, Colorado Springs Restaurant Week started on Friday. There are a lot of restaurants participating. If you would like to see, I, I, I said this yesterday, <clears throat> Denver Restaurant Week, when it started 20 years ago, was really, really impressive. Dinner for two for 5280, 5,280 feet, 5280, 2640 a person. And restaurants, Prime Age Steakhouse, some of the best restaurants in Denver Metro came up with a menu that made people want, and they do theirs in February when it's a little slow right after Valentine's Day. Let's get people in, and they used it as a good marketing opportunity. Well, it's been adjusted over the years. Costs have gone up. They've uh, tweaked the price a little bit. Uh, The restaurants didn't want to pay the dollar or two fee for open table for you to make a reservation. So in my personal opinion, it's not the draw. It doesn't have the appeal. And I know people, wonderful people, Jerry and Bernadette, they live in Park. They've been listening to this show since I went on the air 30 years ago. But they will tell you, you know what, we just don't go out for Denver Restaurant Week nearly as much anymore. They used to go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, because they could try different places, know what they were going to spend, know that they were going to get a good deal. And now all of a sudden it just seems like the portions are being reduced a little bit. So, I, I, you know, I always promote it. I always mention the restaurants. I always give you the websites. Colorado Springs has tried to emulate it. If you go to visit COS as in Colorado Springs, visit COS.com. There will be a list of restaurants. Sorry, I had to sneeze. Uh, There will be a list of restaurants and what they are doing. And I can tell you that of the 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 17, 18, 20, 22, 24, 26, 28, 30 restaurants participating. I will tell you that most of the offers are a big nothing. You know what? A half-price bottle of wine. 
you know, it's supposed to be a meal. It's supposed to be a package. Now you have Jack Quinn's Irish Pub. They've got a three-course meal for $25. Now, I think that that's something you ought to take a look at. Appetizer, entree, and dessert. You take a look at Paravicini's Italian Bistro. He's got a, an impressive menu. Dinner for two, four courses for $99. Okay, that's 50 bucks a head. That's what you're going to spend when you go out for a nice meal. But he gives you a choice of appetizers. Then you get super salad. You get a choice of entrees. And you get a choice of dessert. So there's an awful lot of places that are doing a good job. There's an awful lot of places, more places, that aren't doing a very good I always like to make sure that people that uh, things are going on. Outback Steakhouse. Enjoy a free Bloomin' Onion with the purchase of any entree. All right, so two people go out, they buy two entrees, and they get two Bloomin' Onions. What the hell are you going to do with two Bloomin' Onions? They're the size of a, you know, they're about the size of a, a soccer ball, and, and you can't eat it, and, oh, well, well, we'll give you one. You know what? All you have to do at an Outback is say, I'm not happy with the service, and they'll give you a Bloomin' Onion. So I don't think that that's an incentive. View House is offering a special. Check their website, social media. The Warehouse Restaurant. James Africaner down there has done a very nice job. He's put together a taste of wild game. And without going over the extensive menu, uh, I can just tell you that that's something Colorado Springs you might want to take a look at. Sopra. Sopra is the restaurant above Paravicini's. They've got a nice special as well. But uh, take a look at Visit COS, VisitColoradoSprings.com, and see if there's something that has some appeal to you. Um, 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. One of the other beers I tried this week with my six-pack, variety six-pack from Bubbles, I tried a Estrella Jalisco. That is, means the star of Jalisco. Jalisco, of course, is the state where Puerto Vallarta, Guadalajara, comes in a clear bottle. Um, I remember having a conversation with Pete Coors years ago about beers shouldn't be stored in a clear bottle that subjects them to light. You know what? They sponsored the Dodgers. I had seen the signs at Dodger Stadium. I thought, I'll give it a try. It was just okay. So both the Czech lager and the Mexican lager, Australia Jalisco, were just both kind of okay. All right, so let's do this. Let's go ahead and take a break. And uh, when we come back, let's talk with Tom Grace. Tom Grace is an author. He's got a book out called Liberty Intrigue. We'll tell you about it, and then I'll wrap it up when we come back on The Restaurant Show. All right, welcome back to the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show, where we talk about a lot of different stuff. Recently, I interviewed an author named Tom Grace. You know, two months ago, I'd never heard of Tom Grace. Now I've had him on twice in the last two months, I was at the station in Colorado Springs, and we get books from different publishers. And I'm looking, I'm thinking I'm getting ready to go to Mexico, I want a book to read on the beach. I see a book called Undeniable, and it's by Tom Grace. It is the Nolan Kilkenny Thriller series. It's book number seven. I thought, well, you know what? I'll give it a try. So I took it down, really enjoyed it, got him on, and we talked about it. And he said, in addition to seven Nolan Kilkenny books, I've got a standalone book 
called The Liberty Intrigue. I published it in 2012, and uh, do you think you might like to take a look at it? So, a political neophyte, Ross Egan, is intrigued by the task of unseating a ruthless political operator seen by some as the, some as the most dangerously leftist president in the nation's history. To win the White House, Egan must mount a most most unorthodox presidential campaign ever attested, attempted and navigate through the daunting new world marked by character assassination, high-level corruption, armed raids, and political murder. This book came out in 2012. We've got him on the line. My first question to him is, first of all, welcome, Tom Grace, and how did you become so prophetic? Uh, yeah, that's my nickname is now Nostra Thomas because so many of the things in my books have actually come true. But um, it's like with a lot of fiction writers, I look at a lot of the pieces that are on the board and say, if I put this one and this one and this one together, I can make that. You know, and, and that becomes the, the grist of a, an interesting thriller. I want to ask you this. I got the Nolan Kilkenny book, and it was published by Regnery. Regnery is in Virginia. It's a subsidy of Salem Broadcasting, of course, where we are broadcasting today. And... At some point, you got picked up, apparently, by Regnery. And I'm told by one of our experts at the station that the period of 2006, 2007 to 2012, 2013 was a lot of self-publication. It was a lot of one of these situations where if somebody would order the book, you would print it, and that way you don't have to print 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 and have them in stock and hope that they sell. And I looked at this and I said, well, wait a minute, he's not with Regnery in 2012. It was copyrighted 2012 by the Kilkenny Group, LLC. Is this a self-published book um, that got you maybe noticed by Regnery? Talk a little bit about that, Tom. Uh, there's that bit of it. It, it was The reason I brought this one out, I was with um, Simon & Schuster and uh, so, several other publishers with the Nolan Kilkenny books, and those are more standard fare. Uh-huh. This one, because it's it's a political book in the short time frame between, you know, there's a long production cycle it takes to bring a book out. And I want to bring the book out in time for the, the 2012 election. And a lot of publishers are looking at it, and most of them passed because they couldn't believe that you could have a conservative be the hero of a book. They're always the villain. You know, it's only the, the other side that's... Well, in your author's notes, as a matter of fact, you were talking to a publisher, and one apologetically offered that he would like to refer me to a conservative editor, but he didn't know any. <laughs> exactly. And in fact, there's a guy who worked with me on another book. There's a lot of uh, editorial stuff happens outside the publishing house to hire freelancers to do that final blast polish edit before it goes in. Um, and I worked with a guy and I liked him, and, and he just said, you know, I can believe a lot of stuff, but I can't, I can't do this one because he didn't want to be associated with a, a book that was positive about conservatism because it, it, that, that isn't acceptable in the publishing industry. Um, so I decided, well, just take a flyer on it. I had a lot of people who liked the book. Um, so I brought so, it out myself just to see what I could do with it, and it did very well. I, and I was just going to say, did you sell any? I did. Well, Rush Limbaugh sold a whole bunch of them yeah. for me, so that that didn't hurt. Well, on the back, on the back, David Limbaugh, Rush's brother, of course, um, endorses it. Steve Barry, who's known, who knows a little bit about 
uh, historical thrillers, uh, historical fiction, political thrillers. So he does. If you just get David Limbaugh and Steve Barry to push you, you've obviously done pretty good. So so it sold well. And it's, tell the listeners a little bit about the book, because I found myself, there was all these juxtapositions where it's 2012, and I would have liked nothing better than to have Barack Obama be a one-term president. Now, I think that the Republican Party, of which I am a member and which I have been a lifelong member, could be called the Republican Party or the gang that couldn't shoot straight. And, you know, we come up in 2008, people are tired of eight years of George Bush, there are eight years of um, Republican politics, Uh, we were going into a recession. I don't think much of John McCain as a candidate. Did I vote for him? Yep, I vote Republican, whether it's president or dog catcher. And so I'm looking and I'm saying to myself, I wonder what would have happened in 2012 if Mitt Romney had been a better candidate, if he would be willing to go on the t- attack a little bit more. Politics is a bare-knuckle sport, and I think that we could have probably carried him over the line. And I find myself saying, well, we came up with a non-Orthodox candidate in 2016. He gets elected. 2020 finds him a little bit maybe too unorthodox for some members of the voting public. It was almost like you were you had a message about 2012, which you were hoping would happen. And yet you were foresightful enough to come up with what happened down the road. Yeah, it's there's a, a political phenomenon in our country. And it, it, I saw somebody just write about it recently, but it's every you know, 20, 30 years, you get a political outsider. You know, people get so fed up with the, the inbred nature of the system that they want somebody from the outside, a fresh set of eyes, whether it's, you know, a Teddy Roosevelt, to come in and just clean things up, mm-hmm. you know, shake things up a little bit. And we were, you know, so frustrated with the status quo, you know, particularly after the, the, the inbred years of the Obama administration, that we were ready for something different. And that created the perfect opening for a candidate like Trump. And, of course, he's running against such a divisive figure on the other side who felt it was her turn. I mean, a lot of both of these parties, you get these people who've been around for a long time, and it's now so-and-so's turn to run for president. Well, you took the words out of my mouth. Think Bob Dole, think John McCain. Yeah, it was, it was their turn. They've been they they paid their dues. It was their time to, to to rise up to the top and run for the office. So and they might not be the right guy for the job at the time. So, and this isn't in your book. The book is called Liberty Intrigue. It's by Tom Grace. And I will tell you, I had to I had to work a little bit, Tom, to get it. I had to go to the library where I live, and I had to ask them to do an interlibrary transfer and so forth. And I got it. And it was it's a four hundred page book. I say that for the listeners. It got a little long because so much of it recounted. The shows that we've listened to with Rush Limbaugh, your guy is named Gar Denby. We listen to a lot of the political debates, which we are subjected to every four years. So I, I found the book to be an enjoyable. I enjoyed the story. I thought your premise was very nice. But there were a couple of places where it became a little bit of a slog because we're inundated, we're overrun with all of these politics from the moment we elect somebody, the next campaign is starting. Did you meet any resistance to that? Um, 
I'm not quite sure about that question about the resistance to it. Um, the the nature of the story. The reason this is not a Nolan Kilkenny book. It's it's an unorthodox thriller. Uh-huh. Is that we have a fixed period of time? It takes so many months to run an election, uh-huh. and you can't. You know, I mean, unless you're going to do something in the last two weeks where you have the October surprise and something released, you can make a thriller out of something like that. Mm-hmm. But you've got really a fixed time frame, and the election is not going to get shorter. Yeah. This is what usually what happens to the thrillers. By the time the, the hero figures out what's going on, then the clock changes on him, and he's got even less time to solve, save the world. Well, the reason I ask, the reason I meant, did you meet a little resistance, is because. I, I I enjoyed it, but some of the political stuff I could have accelerated a little bit in my mind. It's your book, and you wrote it. I, you know what? I actually felt like I got a lot of information out of it. I felt like, you know, a lot of times, the Nolan Kilkenny book is a beach book. I don't yeah. think that Liberty Intrigue is a beach book. There's a, there's a little more material to chew on in this book. Yes. Um, because Ross Egan solves a lot of our country's problems, or at least offers potential paths to a solution. Mm-hmm. That uh, I even met with my local congressman after he'd read the book, uh-huh. and he thought, you know, there's a lot of good stuff in it, like the, my take on immigration, which, you know, of course, is a big deal now, sure. um, but, but how to handle it and how to deal with things in our laws and how to, how to reform it is all in there, and, you know, certainly stuff with the tax code. Uh-huh. Um, I, I had a lot of fun with the tax code. Tax code doesn't necessarily make grist for a good thriller. <laughs> But it gives you something to play with in the, in the nature of, of a huge political election and, you know, just setting up the, the forces of good and evil or liberty and tyranny, however you want to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it, it, it was a very different kind of a book and allowed me to stretch my brain in a different direction from my usual. Well, and that was obvious because there's quotes in here from the Constitution and from past political figures from presidents, from world leaders. Uh, there, there was, I mean, I enjoyed it. I felt like if I read a book and feel like I'm getting something out of it, um, then I think that that's the mission that I'm trying to accomplish as the reader. But I will tell you this, for all of the research and history and all of the effort you put into it, Tom, as much as I enjoyed it, and I would recommend the Liberty Intrigue, especially for people that like political theory, uh, uh, thrillers, I was glad when it was over. Well, it has a good ending. <laughs> yeah, is that okay to say? Yeah, it, it's I. It, it's, it's and you know um, what? I'll tell you what. I've spent it's a, a lot challenging of challenging book. I'll give you that. Yes, and I spent a lot. And challenges are good. I spent. I, I I haven't decided whether or not I'm going to get a copy on Amazon and give it to my daughter because she's becoming more and more interested in the political system. But I also will tell you this: I spent a lot of time in Africa, and uh, and I thought your description of the way things are handled over there was spot on. His name is Tom Grace. The book is called The Liberty Intrigue. And if you want to start, start with the Nolan uh, Kilkenny series. Check it out at TomGrace.net. Tom, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. My pleasure. All right, we're going to go and take a break on The Restaurant Show. All right, 1053. Uh, I want to thank Tom Grace for joining us. You know, during the break, I was trying to think about how I wanted to ask him questions, and I, I, I wanted to be, you know, I don't have an author on whose book I haven't read, and I don't have an author on to talk about a book that I don't 
recommend. But this book probably comes as close to a book that I wouldn't recommend, even though it was a political thriller, it had some twists and turns. There is a vice president from 2008 to 2012 in this book that is as slimy an individual as you can possibly imagine. And when you think about where the vice president from 2008 to 2012 has wound up today, but you know what? It it was just, I, I would tell you this. I've got friends. We've all got friends. Maybe you're one of them. The minute they wake up in the morning, they hit the remote control and they put on Fox News. And Fox News is on until they fall asleep at night. Or they listen to Salem Broadcasting. God bless Salem Broadcasting. I love it here. I've been here longer than anybody else in the Denver market. Matter of fact, anybody else longer than the Colorado Springs market. I love Hugh Hewitt, and I know him. And I love Dennis Prager, and I love when he comes to town. And I, But I can't listen to that every hour of every day. I just need a break. And if you are somebody that wants to immerse himself in the political process, how many times have you listened to one of our shows in either market and somebody calls them and says, well, you know, according to the Constitution, close 501.C-25, you know, this guy is, and I've got to just tell you something. I think that you have to say the serenity prayer. What can I do about it? I can vote for the candidate that I think best represents my values. So I'm just, you know what, when you see the, have you ever watched uh, one of the Fox News shows where they've got that political pollster, what's his name? Frank Funk or something like that. And it's nine o'clock the night before the polls open at seven o'clock, and he's got 20 people in the city. Well, you know, I got to give it a little more thought, and I've got to look at it. What kind of a freaking idiot are you that you haven't made up your mind by nine o'clock when the polls open at seven o'clock? All you're trying to do is show you yourself to be a little bit more cerebral, a little bit more insightful. It's absolute nonsense. Well, this book has an unorthodox candidate. And the story would be good if it was, instead of 450 pages, was 350 pages. He really comes up with a unique set of circumstances. But the, 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 the thing is, is that, for example, there'd be a presidential debate. Well, I'd rather have somebody beat me with a shovel than watch a presidential debate. Because you know what? They're calling each other names, and then when the candidates are over they're all shaking hands they're all lovey-dovey they're all raising hands in the air together if they wind up being on the same ticket i cannot stand to watch political debates so when you read a book that has pages and pages and pages and pages of a debate that goes on between the candidate in 2012 trying to get reelected and this unorthodox candidate does the unorthodox candidate spew the Mike Boyle mantra? Yeah, absolutely. But my God. So I'm just going to tell you, if you are, he's a nice man. I've never met him. I've only met him over the phone. I enjoyed his Nolan Kalkinney book. But I'm just going to tell you that if you go on Amazon 
and you don't want to wait for exchange. And you ordered, I think it's only 50. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.